Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I will uh, be guiding us through the program here. We've got about two hours together. Uh, I do not do this program by myself, though. Let me go around the room real quick, introduce you to my fellow compatriots sitting in with me today. Uh, on my right is the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbin. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Things, uh, things, uh, things good in the in the world of Earl and Mrs. Earl and all the little Earls out there. Oh yeah, very good. Um, very good. What uh, I know you just pulled in. What was uh, how was your travel this week? Fortunately, uneventful. That's good. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of taken the personal mantra: boring is good. At least while I'm on the job. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, the uh, has the uh, now that it's been a, it's been a full week, eight days, nine days. Uh, all the, all the turkey gone. In my house, yes. Okay, all right. All the tryptophan worn off. Yes. Okay, as I all the turkey's gone here too, but uh, uh, over at, or at my house, but um, uh, the tryptophan I don't think is left. <laughs> I, it's just kick, you know, I kicking. You know, it's amazing because I'll be I'll be driving. And, uh, and and daylight driving is easy, you know. I've always thought that daylight driving was easy to stay awake, and all of a sudden now I'm like, all right, take the sunglasses on, off, or excuse <laughs> me, put the air conditioner on, uh-huh. uh, um, and uh, you know, t- open the windows, everything, um, to where now I, I'm yelling. I just just yell the whole time. If I yell the whole time, then I'll stay awake. Hold on, don't go to sleep. <laughs> Hold on, uh, and I'm just I don't know what it is. It's just got the I got the nods a couple of times this week, but I think it was. Because the weekend was so busy right, with the holiday, right. so not too shabby, not too shabby. But the but that's good. All things all things going good considered. So we've got uh, little special plans after 
the show today. After the show today, I think a bunch of us are uh, loading up the truck and heading out to uh, heading out to the fairgrounds. We could go see us some country music. Yeehaw! Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a concert, uh, and, and it's got uh, uh, let's see if you remember some of these names. Eddie Montgomery. I think I've heard Eddie Montgomery before. I think uh, so. And, uh, Clay Clay Walker. I know I've heard that. Right, and now these next two. I mean, Trace Adkins. Yeah, if you don't know Trace Adkins, you get you've been you've been buried for a while. And Toby Keith. And Toby Keith. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Red Solo Cup. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we get the big old country music. It's a it's a one of the uh, the big local attorneys that does a tribute to, uh, once or twice a year to different people, and this year it's to veterans. So they gave uh, reached out to us and gave us a stack full of tickets. So. Uh, I am heading over there as the veteran and taking a bunch of my friends with me. Nice. Uh, and uh, uh, Earl and Mrs. Earl happen to be two of those peoples. So <laughs> going to going to make that happen. Uh, it's like a five hour concert too. Oh wow! Um, but we got to, we got the special passes. <laughs> we got the good passes. We got to go backstage passes. Now I'm a little bit curious. I don't know what I've never been backstage before when it was guys at the concert. So I don't know what they're going to make us do. Uh, hey, give me another beer. Oh, I can do that. That I can yeah. do. It's like uh, coolers over there. Help yourself. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, let's see. We got uh, we got a bunch of gun news going on this week. Let's see. Uh, I know we got some uh, good stories. Uh, California. Uh, we might as well cover this one now. The California story. Um, Earl, remember Freedom Week? Uh, as our good friend uh, you know, Craig DeLuz tells us about. Uh, oh, well, the, the the week that the. Uh, Standard capacity magazines were legal in California. Yes, absolutely, absolutely correct. Okay. Uh, those uh, those standard capacity magazines. This started, I want to say, this is four or five years ago now, uh-huh. um, where the first judge said uh, the law was unconstitutional, and that declared Freedom Week. Well, he didn't declare Freedom Week. He said they're unconstitutional, and it went six days, uh, and it took because it took six days for the higher level court to say no, we're granting an injunction to the governor and the state attorney general because they wanted it blocked while it was in appeal. So that's what happened. But it ended up being six days of Freedom Week is what it's called. Uh, And you and I think we did the math on it. It was something like 11 full tractor trailers from Sten to Sturm, 53-footers, because they brought in something like, was it seven or eight million magazines they brought in? Yeah, I don't remember. It was was an ungodly amount. Yeah, yeah. It's to the point where... It almost nullifies the law because you just you've worked hard for twenty years to get rid of these standard capacity magazines, and then in six days, you brought one in the country or one in the state for every two people. So <laughs> literally enough for, and you know, it's not you know it's it's one guy with twenty. You know, it's oh, one, yeah. yeah, that's that's what you've got. You got a pocket full of you know guys like that. So oh, I mean, uh, me, me personally, for every platform I have, it's a it's a personal goal that. On on one hand, I know I'm not gonna, I can't afford to attain it. On the other hand, it you know it, it's not like once I get there I stop. But right. my general goal is around ten to twelve magazines per platform. Yeah. Regardless of caliber. Yeah. No, I'm there with you. I am there with you. Uh, this um. Uh, so after Freedom Week, it went to the uh, uh it was it, it went to the the three judge panel. Uh, and then the three-judge panel, I'm sorry, and that was a couple of years in between where the injunction was in place. It went to the three-judge panel, and the three-judge panel said it is unconstitutional, but the 
uh, the ban remained in place with the injunction. Now it just went to the full 11 judge panel in the Ninth Circuit, and they decided seven to four that it's not valid. So it's being sent back down. Uh, that that the I'm sorry that the appeal was not valid, but the law was good. So you've got this ripe now. It's it's out of the Ninth Circuit. Um, the next step after that is that is to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, the the state of California and the Ninth Circuit, uh, because it's the Ninth Circuit case out of California, uh, they 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 took two years to bring that forward, Earl, because they knew. The way the Supreme Court was going, they didn't want it getting there. Well, finally, they just couldn't wait anymore. Procedurally, it had to go forward. So the Ninth Circuit has taken a look at it and said, okay, here's our decision. Well, now it's up to people like uh, you know, the California Rifle and Pistol Association, Second Amendment Foundation, Firearms Policy Coalition, and all those people to continue forward. And I, I bet you within the next uh, you know, a couple of months, probably we'll wait. I bet you would wait until the New York State and Rifle Pistol case comes back. Probably. And then when that comes back, depending on how that is, this will probably get sent forward to the Supreme Court. So this could be one that it's multi-jurisdictional, cross state lines that could end the restriction on standard capacity magazines nice. once it goes to the Supreme Court. So, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, but looking forward to it. It's a uh, it's a good case. Uh, that's if the New York State rifle and pistol case doesn't take care of it. Also, remember they could they could say there because we're crossing state lines, we're getting rid of the magazine ban. Right. So we'll see. That it still gets me how all this has been perverted. Yep. You know saying the second amendment limits all this stuff no it doesn't yep. second amendment doesn't apply to firearm technology it says the government can't interfere on what we want to own 100 percent, 100 percent. folks you're listening to arms room radio coming to you live from location bravo we'll be back after the break the Keltec sub 2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity <laughs> Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery okay. is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. Is it a special occasion dinner? One minute. Not One the minute. bill of needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the founding fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Relocation Bravo. We, uh, we, uh, we, we're back. We're here. We, uh, we're kind of excited. Like I said, we're, uh, we're taking off uh, after the show, heading off to a country music concert. When's the last country music concert you've been to, Earl? Uh, this will be my first. Really? I'm not a huge concert guy. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty. Yeah, okay, same, same. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I'm not a big crowd guy. Not a yeah, big, and, uh, and, yeah, and it's yeah, not. Yeah. You know, it's it's nothing. I've I've been this way way before COVID nineteen was ever thought of. Yeah, it, you know, I've uh, just over. You know, simplifying it, I've just been thinking tactically. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Though, you know, huge I hear you. crowd. I hear you. Something's going on. That's yeah, one hell of a stampede. Yeah, I'm a big guy, but. Fifty people can easily trample me. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of uh, a lot of concerts and um, uh, fest. Well, it was all concerts uh, back in uh, high school and college. And it's uh, it's really got to be something weird to get me to go to something like that again. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know. So. Yeah, because uh, I mean, yeah, I, I just uh, I t- when I start telling somebody about it, it's like I don't know squat about physical physical security or or tactics. My closest thing to any, you know training information whatever it's just simply from hanging out from you and just what i've picked up from you and everybody I, else in our group yeah, yeah it's, it's not yeah. just me come on yeah well i mean you're i think that's that was what you you've received special training for that yeah yeah and just what i've gleaned from conversation with you and i'll go somewhere and i'll see glaring holes in security and yeah. everything and i'm like if i don't know anything about it and i see all this yeah what about the people that are up to no good. Yeah. You know, how, how much of a target rich environment am I getting myself into? Yeah. And, and, and I know, uh, just, just as soon as, you know, I received the tickets and I saw the location, 
I'm 99% sure there's going to be metal detectors. Yes. So that's also, uh, okay, we might show up a little late, you know, maybe see, you know, see less of the opening acts, maybe see the, the two big names and all right, we're out. Or at least we're outside the perimeter back to, you know, back to my vehicle where there may or may not be items stored. Very true. Very true. I, I, I believe there might be a, uh, I don't want to give anything away. There might be a contingency plan in place. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll just say that. We'll just say that. So, all good. All good in the hood. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I get you. Um, uh, and I'll tell you, folks, and uh, I, like I said, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a, an article on this one anyway, but the, the preview on it, and I think I mentioned it on here last week, was uh, just be careful at airports. Just And, and I'll tell you right now that, the plane is not the, th- the plane is not the target. You, the people, are the target. And if you're standing someplace where there's a couple thousand of you, and you're all disarmed, and you're all standing there shoulder to shoulder, and you put one guy in the center of that thing with one bad item, guess what? Yeah. Okay. I don't need to crash a plane in the building to get to, uh, you know a body count. All right. Uh, all I got to go do is stand in the middle of a couple of thousand, and guess what? Yeah, the the TSA has been grateful enough to give you the choke point you've been desiring. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately. Yep, yep, yep. And sorry, TSA, come knock on my door if you want. We've already had this conversation, and you know you're wrong. So, uh, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, an interesting article we came across, and um, uh, what struck me about it, Earl, is uh, it, it, you and I have had this conversation. We've all in our group had this conversation a couple of times, and and we always came back to the same point but let's go where this article wants us to go first this is called uh the advent of lightweight carbines right or or, or lightening the load yeah Uh, why it's such a game changer right um i i I don't i don't really see it as a game changer but let's go through the story if you minutes. we got got a couple minutes here i'm just oh no i got you i got the title yep uh and, and, and we even made um Back in the day, some lightweight carbines, mm-hmm. you know, and oops, sorry, springs on the microphone there. Um, the, uh, you know, we did things like a, a pencil barrel, uh, you know, found the lightest weight rails, the 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 uh, uh, modular skeleton stocks, yes, uh, you know, lightweight sights on it, and and you can you can get it down to an a an AR uh, down to under five pounds, um, and you, you use one of the bolts with the uh, a fluted bolt basically, um, and you you can get it there. You can get it there if you're looking for lightweight. But I, I, I also recall we made those four, and I'm not trying to stereotype. Um, some They were for women competition shooters, if you recall also. Uh, we made three or four of them in a series, and they were all women like under 5'3 that weighed like a buck oh five. Right. So it was, you know, when, when asked and requested for a lightweight, it made sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, because the standard response when we would have somebody walk in the door and say, I'm looking for something lightweight. Yeah, well, first thing you need to buy, a gym membership. <laughs> Get a gym membership, pal. Then we'd, then we'd make fun of them. Oh, is it is it heavy taking it from the trunk of your car inside the range? You know? <laughs> so it was just... But all right, let's see where this story wants to go. Let's see. Uh, subtracting weight from your carbine can simply be a matter of making smart choices in your gear selection. I, listen, I've seen coffee cup holders on a, in a, a rail system. On an AR. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen some stupid <laughs> stuff. You know, they, they want to bolt a, where you can carry a fixed blade knife on, on the rail of your rifle. Yeah. Uh, or, or a separate 
uh, pistol holster. Mm-hmm. That way, if you're you know in your CQB situation and somebody pops up around around the corner and grabs a barrel of your rifle, you can let go of the rifle and pull the pistol. Uh, why don't you just pull the trigger on the rifle? Yeah, it's just, uh, just boom, boom. That's uh, yeah. Word for Kyle. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah, <laughs> heck yeah. Skater down. Um, actually, that wasn't the skater guy, was it? No, that was the uh-huh. uh, that was the chaser guy. Yeah, I. I uh, uh, yeah, know, chaser guy, dropkick guy, and skater guy. Yeah, right, right? The, the, the only one that you know. And I, pistol I, guy. I yeah. only remember lefty. Yeah, lefty. Just Le- because lefty gross you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That was pistol guy. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm a medic. I'm here to help. Pointing a pistol at your head. Yeah. yeah. Got something for you. It's a giant hole in your arm. Uh, technology and demand are driving a light rifle trend that shows no signs of slowing down. Now, Earl, there are some great lightweight. Uh, uh, carbine rifles, carbine caliber, uh, pistol caliber carbines yes. that we know. Obviously, the Keltec, you know, sub two thousand and what they're doing. And you and I just saw the sub two thousand with the uh, integral suppressor on it, also, yeah. uh, which was just oh, oh, my own. I want one. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a, it's amazing. But that's a, that's different. That's those are the pistol caliber carbines. Those are the backpack guns. That's not what they're referring to here. They're referring to like a full size. A military style uh, a firearm, yes. But trying to lighten a load. Now, I mean, if you've ever heard, picked up a FAL before, uh, or uh, an M14, uh, M1A, uh, yeah, yeah. It those there's there's nothing about them that says lightweight. And in fact, the military said do more push-ups. <laughs> do, do more push-ups, and you'll be all right. But uh, um, so so this article's got. Uh, different methods and different ways. And it really comes down to some common sense stuff. It, it's just like Earl said, uh, if you want to put a light on there, um, don't put a full-size D-cell mag light on it, you know? Right, uh, right. Get yourself something, you know, decent. And and I also look at, too, this is another aspect of the beauty of an AR platform uh, itself is 99% of what this article covers is a simple part swap. Yes, uh, getting into uh, like they, they get into uh, talking swapping out the bolt carrier group right. where you can go uh, exotic metals yep. uh, where they're the the mass is the same but they're lighter weight I mean f- physical size Correct. is the same but the weight is different or going into a high strength alloy now they can be uh, skeletonized for weight savings but right. you still do the durability but also with that you know comes a higher price tag. So, you know, you've, you've got options, but yeah. in, in the particulars of an AR-15 platform, it, it's not very involved to make changes or, you know, or upgrades, however you want to look at it, and you can reduce the weight of it. Listen, even in sites right now, too, listen, first off, you shouldn't be having that, char- that carry handle on there anymore. Get Ooh. yourself a Magpul or a, a lightweight metal backup iron sight. But look at the, the red dots. Even the full, the, the CCOs, the aim points, um, the LCANs, I mean, get rid of that. But the, the CCOs, now you can get rid of them, and you can put the same little red dot you have on your pistol on there. Yeah. For the, for, you know, because it's got the same way. They've, they've come that far in advancements uh, in putting them into that little package. And, and right there, you've taken off half a pound. Right. You right. Know. Now, I, I, I do want to carry handle on my dedicated retro re- reproduction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, in, admittedly, yeah. that's going to make a few trips to the range, and right. that's going to be about it unless right. it ultimately Everything ultimately hits the fan. Yep. That's going to be a range gun. There you go. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. 
me. I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from... We got time! ...to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You. Org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. Uh, hey, Earl, you were sitting here on the break, and we say it all the time. Listen, the best radio always happens on the break. And I don't know if the best radio happened on the break, but the best memory recall happened on the break. Oh, yes. Um, you and I are sitting here taking a look at the article, and there's still a good two or three points to be made here. And rather than uh, take that away from the folks, we're just let's just roll right through it. Let's, uh, let's talk some more about the benefits of lightweight carbines. Right. Yeah, that's the beauty of, of a AR-15 platform is you can 
make it lightweight uh, with simple parts change out. Uh, but you've, you've got to put put some thought into it. Yeah. Well, what's going to be your intended purpose? Yeah. What's the purpose rifle? of this thing? Yeah. Uh, the, you're you're going to build a specialized tool to have in the toolbox. Right. And right. hopefully, you'll be able to have multiple tools in that toolbox. Right. And they're all going to have different purposes. Uh, if it's a competition platform, it's going to be built one way. If it's a hunting platform, yeah, it's going to be built. I'm looking for a 20-inch platform to lay in a, in, a, in, a, in a tree stand or in a nest somewhere. Right. In a, you know, a, a, well, with a spot with a, a sniper scope on right, it. Right. I was going to say, with, I'm, I'm, with heavy magnification yeah, right, right. optics, where competition may be low-power right. variable optics. I want an H-bar. I want a big, giant uh, you know, piece of German glass on top. You know? Right, right. Or if it's going to be a, a rifle that you grab at three o'clock in the morning, you and some, you know something happens in the house, yeah. then you're probably going to be, you know, then you're going to look at a possible white light yeah. source on light, there. You're lightweight, nothing to catch on it, just a flashlight. Flashlight That's what you want. and, yeah. and uh, maybe it, an extra mag on it. Yeah, possibly. Because you, possibility. We're, well, well, if, well, if your house is like my house, and I know Earl's house is like my house, there are strategic locations with <laughs> magazines. <laughs> All I got, I don't have to make it, you know. I just got to make it across the room, and there, there's another map. There you go. Exactly. Uh, but then, you know, uh, like again, specialized differences. Yeah. You're probably going to build a 3 a.m. gun with iron sights on it because yeah. that's your training. Yeah. My training, my 3 a.m. gun does have a, re- a red dot on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can use iron sights, but I'm more experienced and trained yeah. with red dot. Right. So that's that's going to be, you know, my b- personal build. And you, you can get you know delve really really down in the weeds with saving weight. Uh, this article gets into it where like uh, just in the, in a collapsible buttstock, according to the article, they say a Magpul CTR is 8.8 ounces, and then the lightest one they they mention is an ATI Taclite buttstock that weighs 5.9 ounces. Right. My personal preference, CTR is comfortable for me. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, then they get into uh, lightweight bolt carrier groups. Uh, a M16 rated bolt carrier group is 11.5 ounces. Uh, this is a, I, I like the name of this, this company, Rubber City Armory. They make a titanium bolt carrier group. See, now when you say Rubber City, I did not think you were going to say titanium. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to get a rubber buttstock for a yeah, second. Yeah, no, they, they make a titanium bolt carrier group that weighs 7.8 ounces. My knowledge of the way uh, an AR-15 platform works, I don't know if I'm going to get into making the bolt carrier group super lightweight because now I'm going to possibly induce bolt bounce and look at firing reliability. Uh, If I make the bolt carrier group really light, now I've got to probably go with a heavier buffer and a stronger buffer spring. Uh, To me, I, I, I go back to car analogies messing with the bolt carrier group is really really messing with the engine of an ar platform and yeah unless i'm really going all out and or it's a situation that is let's just for lack of a better word simply put not dangerous i'm not going to mess with the engine uh i'm you know if if it's if it's my competition sure i want this thing to run as fast as possible, and sure. be as lightweight as possible. Yeah. In competitions, you know, tenths of seconds are, are the decision of winning and losing. But now for the three aim gun, yes, I still want lightweight, and you know, because you know, 
3 a.m., potentially you're in a gunfight. Right. Tenths of seconds mean are you going home or are you not going right, home? Right. But I'm really focusing on dependability and reliability. I want to make sure it goes bang every single time I need it to. If I'm on competition range, if it goes bang, all right, I, um, I'm, in, I'm in fifth place, not first like I was hoping. I, I lost my entry money, but <laughs> I had a good, te- good day today. Let's, you know, dust off and try it again. Right. 3 a.m.? No, I want to make sure this thing goes, goes bang every single time. But my, my, uh, where I want to wrap this up with, my personal opinion is, yes, I want lightweight, but I don't want to compromise reliability in any shape or form. And then also in the back, back of my mind, within reason, I don't look at it as a heavy gun. I look at it as a more stable shooting platform. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I'm just looking up some of the uh, the stocks that we know that uh, we that we use. Um, my favorite being the, uh, uh, the 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 Rogers Superstock. Yes, I have uh, that on a couple of mine as well. Yeah, yeah. You, you you turned me on to yeah, that. Yeah, they're they're great. It, it's uh, uh, seven point four, and this says the CTR is nine point. Uh, excuse me, seven point three on the Rogers, and seven. Or nine point four on the CTR, okay. um, the Spikes M4 stock, and that's the standard M4 stock, which is pretty much the norm out there. Uh, depending on who makes it, looks like it runs from six point seven to seven point two. But that's a stock that does you know nothing; it just goes backwards and forwards, and right. it's loose. Right. It's a loose fit. Uh, perfectly fine if that's one of your run into battle rifles. If you're going to have a more stable platform, you don't want a shaky stock. You know, right. so right. You know, like you said, it's it's the right tool for the right job. And, and also, too, bear in mind that getting, especially getting into weight savings and where you're going to get into the exotic alloys and stuff like that, the price tag's going up, in yeah. some cases, exponentially. Yep. So, so yep. you've you got to think about what you want to do and also, you know, budget it as yep. well. But, you know, that, that, again, that's the beauty of the platform. You, you can do that relatively easily. Here's another one with the Rogers. They actually showed it at 6.5, so... Uh, you know, I, I guess it just all comes off uh, depending on whose whose scale you're using oh, and, uh, yeah, and then all yeah. that nonsense too. So, yeah, no, no, good, good, good stuff. Good, good, good stories. Um, um, the, um, you know, which kind of we only got a couple, we got two, three minutes left here, so we'll just we'll just finish out with this. Um, uh, I I have a couple different rifles set up. Um, I have, uh, like you call it, the three a.m. gun, mm-hmm. uh, and the three a.m. gun has the light. Yeah, and that's it. You know, and I know exactly where the mount, or the flash uh, light uh, squeeze is on it, um, and uh, uh, and and that's it. I d- the one thing I did change on the three a.m. gun is I have one of the flash hiders that has the points on the end of it. Ah, uh, you like taking core samples? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, other than that, those guys, there's nothing to get caught. It doesn't even have a rail on it. It's got handguard. Okay. Okay. So I don't have to worry about it getting caught. Pulling it out of a, you know, where in, I'm not even going to say where. Pulling it out of its hiding spot. Yes. Um, it doesn't get caught on anything. Uh, I've got, uh, uh, you know, every, everything is just nice and smooth and, and, and set in position. And the, the pointy part is for, and if anybody's ever served, you know how to plant that muzzle device into the chest or into the forehead to make people comply without having to pull the trigger. Um, you know, it, it is a good poking device. It is a good get back yeah. pa- when deadly force is right. Pain when deadly force is yes. not authorized, or when just because deadly force is 
authorized doesn't mean it's mandatory. Right. Okay. If a simple jab with a six pointed, you know, uh, you know, six metal points coming at you, and these are sharp, you know, if, if that to the forehead or that to the sternum uh, makes you decide uh, to get back, then you know that's what it is. You know, right. so because uh, there's a that you know that's I call that like that's that's the threshold move, right? Were they in the door or out of the door? I don't know. Yeah. So jab them. <laughs> now we don't have to worry about what side of the door frame I land on. What I did, too, is I also took, uh, I built, fortunately, my wife got into firearms on my suggestion. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she knew about them. She wasn't afraid of them. But she yeah. re- started really getting into them after we got together. Right. And her 3 a.m. gun is very, very similar to my 3 a.m. gun. It's you, right? She just, so, she just says, Earl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more or less, more or less. But if something does happen, yeah. she can pick mine up yeah. and operate it just as well yeah. as she can oh, pick yeah. hers up. Yeah, compatibility. And yeah, yeah. Ease, and ease likewise. Purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, That's a good point. I'll, I'll admit, I do have a few more little toys on mine than she does on <laughs> hers. But well, you know, she doesn't know what hurt her. You know? Yeah, That's per- it, you know, perks, of, I got, perks of I'm the guy who builds them. That's it. Listen, I've got, I've got safes all over the county. I'm going to go visit, visit some of my other guns one day yeah. uh, Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio Coming to you live from Location Bravo uh, Stick around, we'll be back after the break The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. 
Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from a location, Bravo. Uh, it, thank you for joining us. It's a, it's a short break, but we're getting ready to go into the, uh, the last segment of the first hour. For those keeping track, and remember, by the way, it's, a, it's not a competition. It's just an exhibition. Please, no wagering. Um, the... Does that mean we're coming close to the seventh inning, seventh inning stretch? Well, this would this would well, we'd be proportionally right, right proportionally. now. We'd be we'd be about the end of the fourth. Okay. Get, major bills I'm about the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. I'm still stretching. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, I want I want to talk about uh, the gift that keeps on giving, Earl. I want to I want to talk about uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, this this guy. And you know what? We're going to be able to talk about him next week too, because so far we just saw the previews of his interview that's going to be airing, I think it's Monday night, uh, and it's a hardcore interview by George Stephanopoulos. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, real hardcore. Yeah, they're, they're, I'm sure. su- listen, I'm sure he's, surprised it's not porn with the two of them stroking each other. Well, I was going to say, he's really th- he's, he's throwing those softballs hard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, the couple of things that have come out of here, and I watched the clips, and it's only been uh, three or four clips, uh, but the one that you take away from it is he says he never pulled the trigger. Now, you have to remember... This guy has been, he's, what are we talking, a, a month and a half, two months now since the incident? Uh, somewhere um, around there. I so he's had time to be coached by every lawyer across the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, to, and to make sure he wordsmiths uh, his statements uh, exactly, okay? Um, so, folks, just in case you, you don't know, it's now been revealed this is a, uh, uh, it was an old, old-timey revolver. Or a replica of an old-timey revolver. Single action. Uh, sing, single action, cowboy-style revolver. Uh, 1870, 1890 kind of era, okay? Uh, think, think Tombstone. You know, think uh, any of your, your, your good Western movies. Uh, and, and that's what you're going to get. That kind of, mo- that kind of uh, firearm. Now, there's the modern-day versions of that. And they have firing pin blocks on them. Yes, a, a major okay. safety upgrade. And that came around 1968. Yes. Yep. Because I, I do admit that I've, I've heard part of the the uh, teaser okay. for this interview. And, yeah, right. that was one of the things that, that was talked about right. was that, you know, supposedly it's possible that, you know, the, the hammer got bumped or something like that. And I'm like, then it must be this was a higher budget movie than what they were claiming because yep. an original I'm just going to simply say old revolver like yep. that. It's pretty pricey. Yes. If they went with a modern day reproduction, it was built to have that safety right. improved. And so, nah, no, that didn't happen. A, a cowboy would t- typically, uh, listen, I wasn't there. We'd have, to, we'd have to ask Kevin Maxwell. He was there. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I have a, I have a, a, a reproduction one. Um, in fact, we wore them at, uh, uh, Kevin's 160th birthday party. Uh, I, I had my uh, my replica firearm with me there. Um, I, I unfortunately don't have a replica. I only had real ones, and I couldn't figure out how to make them safe make, yeah, see, fa- fast enough. The 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 Cowboys would would it's a six shot revolver, and the Cowboys would carry with the hammer down on an empty chamber. Remember, there's six chambers in the cylinder, and the reason they would do that was the 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 firing pin would sit on the primer. Yes. All right? And if they happen to fall off the horse or, 
you know, dropped the gun or whatever and it landed on it, uh, it could ignite and set that bullet off. All right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, sim- simple impact on the back of the hammer. This was not uncommon, folks. This is this this went on with a lot of firearms until the law changed in '68 and made them get you know add that feature to firearms. Um, American manufactured and ones and those that are imported into the, the states after that. Um, there's a simple test to do it. I'm not going to go through it because if you don't do it right, uh, you could blow your fingers off. You know, um, so. Uh, I'm not going to get into that part, but uh, so when he says the wordsmith, the publicists, the lawyer, and everybody speaking through uh, Alec Baldwin that he did not pull the trigger, he may not have pulled the trigger. What he may have done is pulled the hammer all the way back, or ninety percent of the way back, and then let the hammer fly forward. Now, as you pull the hammer ninety percent back. That is more than enough for the cylinder to cycle through to the next chamber. And if there's a live round in there and you let the hammer go, 90% force of the firing pin coming down on the cylinder onto the primer on the round in the chamber there is enough to make it go bang. I want, I want you to understand this, folks. When you see the Old West speed shooters or even the modern reproduction guys out there doing the cowboy action guns and they pull the gun out and they're holding it in one hand and the other hand you just see them slapping the hammer back boom 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 as fast as they can so they're taking their hand and putting it over the top of the firearm and hitting the hammer and letting it go all the way to the back but the hammer doesn't lock and the reason it doesn't lock is because they're holding the trigger all the way down. Right. So holding the trigger all the way down is already releasing. It's kind of like a slam fire, but it's des- it's a design feature of those older guns. So these guys are making these reproduction guns like that or using a, a pre-68 gun to do that. They get that repetitive action slam fire. Today's ones made post-68, every time you bring the hammer all the way back, if you haven't modified it, you've got to do a tiny release on the trigger and pull the trigger backwards. All right. So it's hammers locked back, got to ease up on the trigger, and then pull the trigger backwards. Again, everything pre-68 didn't have to do that unless they'd made the safety features ahead of time. So, theory. Throwing the theory out at you. Alec Baldwin, if he did not pull the trigger, may have cocked this thing 90% of the way and then let the hammer fly and it lands on the next chamber with a round in it. That's, one, that's one, one thing that may have happened. Here's the other part of this story, which just continues to tell me this guy's lying. Because, by the way, Earl, if anybody ever came up to you or I and said, it just went off, the first thing we would say is, this SOB is clearly lying. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Because guns just don't go off. I've seen people do that on a, on a half-pound trigger. Lay their finger along the side of the gun, like you should. But the trigger's so light, that even laying your finger on the side of it makes the trigger go off. I didn't pull the trigger. No, you didn't. But you touched it, and it went off. The trigger doesn't jump on its own. Right. You have to do something to it, even if it's laying that force upon the side of it. So you have to be careful even when you lay your finger on the side. Um, here's the part where he's clearly lying. Well, I, it wasn't aimed at her. I was not aiming it at her. I would never aim it at somebody. Uh, she got hit with the bullet. In the chest. It was aimed at her. It went straight through. It went straight to the chest. Um Maybe this is one of them, what was the, the JFK movie, right? With the magic bullet? The uh, bullet came out and turned left in midair. 
and then continued at 2,000 feet per second and hit the woman, passed through her, then made a right turn and went through the forearm of the uh, assistant director who was standing behind. The gun was pointed at her. There's no other way around that. Yeah. If she was shot in the chest, it's because the firearm was pointing at her chest. Now, if she's standing behind the camera, Earl, um, and you shoot the camera mount and it deflects at five degrees off to where she's standing behind it, or it goes through the piece of metal on the mount and hits her, it's the same thing. You pulled the trigger in her direction at her. Right. right? Uh, you fired the firearm at her, whether it's because you cocked it and released it, you touched the side of a single-action firearm, which has a very lightweight trigger. Yes. Um, it was still pointed at her. This is still your fault. You know, it's, it's amazing because this knucklehead is one of three top celebrity anti-gun people. You got Samantha, right? Alyssa Milano. Yes. You got the Clooney, and you got this guy, Alec Baldwin, right? Clooney's been all over him recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clo- Clooney's been jumping on him. Yeah. That I, I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen – I don't remember seeing too many movies where Clooney has firearms handling on screen. Yeah. But he's even stated what he has yep. done – as soon as the you know, like the story, as soon as the prop man hands him, the, I'm, I'm doing the air, air quotes, the prop gun. Yep. He's checking it himself. Clear it again. Maybe like you've said in the past, if Alec Baldwin had taken one yeah. NRA basic pistol safety course, two it, minutes of firearm training. Yep. Two minutes the, of firearm this, training. This doesn't happen, and we know that the whole I didn't I didn't pull the trigger is a lie. Folks, that's the first hour of the program. Uh, stick around. we got more coming to you after the break. Until then, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey, everyone. This is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America.
Men's Room Radio, <laughs> live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from location Bravo. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. Uh, I'll be with you here for the next uh, about hour we have left together. I do not do this program by myself, though. Let me go around the room real quick, introduce you to my fellow compatriot, on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back, good to be back. How are you, sir? Did you enjoy your six, six and a half minutes there of break time? Yeah, as, as best I could. I know, we sat here and stared at each other. <laughs> is that new? <laughs> oh, I've had that for a while. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't really look before. Um, let's see. We, uh, we had, uh, we had Thanksgiving last week and, and, um, we kind of rushed through, uh, in fact, may not have even mentioned it at all because it was, it was, uh, it was the holidays and everything going on. Um, we did not talk about the, the Ahmed Aubrey case, uh, the, the final, uh, you know, the convictions there of the three guys. Yes. Um, I know we talked about it leading up to it and it was kind of weird folks. It was just, I don't want anybody to think we... Focused on one, not the other. Um, it just, I mean, listen, you got two major trials going on around the country, and of course, they start within three days of each other. You know, no, nobody, how come the judges in Georgia couldn't check with the judges in, uh, in Wisconsin? All right. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't they know I want to watch both of them? I can't watch both of them at the same time, though, no matter how I tried, how much I tried. So we got, uh, we got into the written house and got to watch that every day. And by the time the Aubrey case came on, it was tough to, to follow it. So, we did our due diligence. We watched it afterwards, and uh, the case went to, I think it was right over Thanksgiving weekend, day before Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving itself, where the the uh, the final uh, conviction of the three the three uh, suspects there, uh, three defendants, uh, happened. Now, a couple things to talk about with that case, with that case was, and it was different from a lot of others. Um, the one thing that I thought odd about this case, Earl, and I don't know why defense counsel didn't use this more. In the in the first two opening minutes or so, two opening minutes, two opening days or so, they had the police officers on the stand. Okay. And and, and the police officers on the stand said that they had been in the neighborhood looking for him, that he'd clearly been into homes under construction. That he'd also been in people's boat houses behind their house or their pool houses behind their house, um, so he'd been been in them. Now I don't know the nuances of Georgia law. I could tell you though, for Florida law, um, if you went into somebody's pool house or their boat house and the house is occupied, the main house is occupied. Okay, that's still a burglary. Okay, okay, because it's part of the and the, the actual definition is it, the, or the curtilage thereof. So that's a that's a, f- a main facility on the house on the property. Okay, is it attached to the house? We don't know. If it's attached to the house, that's clear cut. If it's a if it's not a tool shed in the backyard, and it's something used every day, it, it depends on how what it's used for and how often it's used and how accessible it is. Um, that's in Florida. Um, go ahead. You got a question? Go ahead. Yeah. So 
uh, we're still looking at property crime. Correct? Yes, a burglary. Okay. Yeah, a burglary, burglary, a felony. We're still looking at a felony in Florida. Um, in Florida, it's a felony to trespass in a construction site. All right. Okay. Again, uh, still property crime. Right, and and the law says it has to be a. Um, uh, in Florida, it has to be marked, uh, and, and case law has also shown, or clearly evident, that it's a construction site. Okay. Uh, or, you know, that could be, uh, you see the see the big tractors and machinery? Right. See yeah, the, it's a construction right. site. See the pile of two-by-fours over here and the drywall <laughs> over here? That's a construction site. Okay. Yeah. Um, they are property crimes. But remember, Earl, burglary is a property crime. Right. And if somebody burglarizes your house while you're in it, that goes from a property crime to a self-defense, deadly force authorized situation. So, right. So that's 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 the issues there. So again, don't know what it was in Georgia. Probably have to look that up. Probably should get get a hold of a Georgia lawyer to take a look at that. But um, the point being, in Florida, those are felonies. In Georgia, I know that the police, from what I saw of the testimony, went around to all of the neighbors and said, "Here, look at this picture of this guy. We want to talk to him." He's at a minimum done this and this. Okay. He's been in this pool house slash boathouse, whatever it was, and he's been in this construction site uh, inside the house. Okay. Here's the cameras. Um, we want to talk to him. And he told all the and the, and the cops did it. You know they, how they do it, Earl? We want to talk to this guy if you see him. Wink, wink. Uh. It wasn't just, here's the flyer, give us a call. It was, we want to talk to him. Now, listen, I can hear all the haters already yelling. Well, they should have just called the police when I saw him. Yeah. Well, yeah, but guess what happens when your neighborhood gets broken into six, seven, eight times, you, you and the police don't get there in time every time. You want to do something. For instance, George Zimmerman. Right. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight times the cops don't get there in time, and they say, "Sir, just let us handle it." And 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 I know what George was thinking. You haven't handled crap. <laughs> okay. Uh, somebody here needs to do something. Whether you think George should have been there or not, not relevant. It's just the point I'm making that this had gone on multiple times and nobody was ever able to stop this from occurring. And the police kind of went with this guy and said, went with these, these, these defendants and said, we want, to meet, we want this guy, we want this guy. So I think that the, the defense should have pushed on that angle more. Yeah. That mm-hmm. the police said to do this and they were trying to do their due diligence to do that. Now... Earl, here's the rest of the story, right? Okay. They go after him. They take a shotgun with them when they go after him. Right. The guy was not in a pool house at that point. The guy was not in a home under construction at that point. The guy's running down the street. Now, the prosecution will tell you he was jogging. Right. How many? Or you, you, you've exercised your whole life, you know, uh, except for brief periods. Yeah, you know. yeah. um, Once you or ever, twice. You ever gone running in sandals? No. Okay, we just talked about it last segment, right tool for the right job. <laughs> exactly, right? exactly. Sandals are not the right tool for going running. Ooh, okay, uh-uh. So you can try to convince me all you want that he was running down the street jogging, uh, and that's a load of crap. Nobody goes jogging in their sandals. Um, and uh, so this guy uh, was probably doing something bad, probably got caught. It was not one of these people's houses. You can't take a firearm and track somebody down because you believe the police told you to get them. That's why these guys are in jail. Yeah, that's why these guys got convicted. Now, if 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 Amr and Aubrey was alive, he'd be in jail with them too. By the way, Earl, for for burglary and for uh, the you know the, the trespassing. Let's be clear on that. This was not an innocent man, but he just he was not somebody committing deadly force that needed to be killed. Right. Either. Yeah. So. And, and for, I mean, and, and everything you were saying, you know, uh, you know, 
so many times your neighborhood, your house gets yeah. broken into and the police can't do anything? Yes. In the heat of the moment, you're going to want to yeah. take care of the problem. But yeah. you've always got to have it in the back of your mind. You're not law enforcement. Exactly. You know, sitting here calmly talking about it, yeah. I'm going to have one, one uh, frame of mind, and, and I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm a human being. If I'm put in that situation, I don't know. I may have reacted the same way. I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I don't know. That's it. We'll leave you with that, folks. We'll see you after the break. The Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery uh, we'll is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak yeah. Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of Back military service members and their families. Man. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the founding fathers determined what rights our constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special. Or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. 30 seconds. The right 30 seconds. don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want sure. to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 
454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from location Bravo. Uh, do you remember, was it two weeks ago, we talked about the uh, the rocket scientist at the Atlanta airport who... Uh, was a convicted felon and decided to take a firearm through his check baggage with him? Oh, yes, yes. Well, well, uh, he evidently has uh, has outsmarted the Atlanta police again by turning himself in. <laughs> <laughs> They're they having trouble finding him when he's yeah. standing there in front of them? <laughs> a, uh, the man who fled after a gunshot set off a panic inside the Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport more than a week ago has turned himself in. Kenny Wells, 42. Turned himself into the Clayton County Jail. We didn't even go to the sheriff's office. He just went straight to the jail. Yeah. Let's cut out the middleman here and just put me. Just put, open up a cell. I'm coming in. What are we having? Bologna and cheese? I'll have some. Uh, let's see. Wells faces charges of carrying a weapon or long gun at a commercial service airport. Reckless conduct. Discharging of firearms on property of another. And possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. I think that's the big one. It really is. That should be the first one. That should say... Hey, this is not a gun control. Uh, or excuse me, this is not a firearm failure. This is your gun control failure. Here's a convicted felon who still got a firearm, and I know yeah. what the reaction is going to be, Earl. You know what the reaction is going to be? Yep, it's the gun's fault. It's the gun's fault. It's the gun's fault. We, if we had one more law in place, mm-hmm. we could, we could, uh, we could stop this. You know, the fifty thousand laws on the books aren't doing the job. We need one more. Uh, incident happened after an X-ray screening detected a prohibited item in a passenger's bag as they went through airport security. And the property was flagged for a second search. The TSA federal security director said for the incident, that's the head TSA guy uh, uh, at the airport. In fact, his title would be the assistant federal security director for law enforcement. Um, The passenger then lunged into the bag and grabbed the firearm, which then discharged. Yeah, because you know what happened. Mr. What is it? Kenny Wells. Kenny Wells. He, uh, he ain't that smart, all right? He ain't got the best uh, memory in the world. No. Because as soon as they said, sir, there's something in your bag, he went, oh! <laughs> you know, and, oh, crap! And, and he made his, his decision-making process and uh, was different than you or mine, uh, by the way. Um, but he dove towards the bag. What's TSA going to stop him? The unarmed TSA agents yeah. armed with a X-ray machine? Mm-hmm. Boy, they're a threat to stopping a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Huh? Uh, here's the proof right now, Earl. Uh, where we're going to end up with this story, TSA lets bad guy take gun and leave. That's what the title of this story should be. Oh, my gosh. Okay? <laughs> In the secure area, lets bad guy take gun and leave. Uh, see, the gunshot sent terrified passengers running for safety and fearing a possible active shooter situation. Well, of course, right? The man managed to flee the airport with the gun, which was found three days later in a trash can on the airport property. Three days. There's a lot of trash cans on the air in the airport, but it took three days to go through every trash can yeah. and find a gun. Three days. Three days. Okay. The investigation's ongoing. What? Why? Why? What's? Yeah, they found the gun. They what what the else gun. are they worried about? The guy about? turned himself in. 
Uh, what are they looking for? Uh, uh, all right. So here, here's the here's the problem. And, I, and I, folks, I, I'm gonna we got uh, we got another six minutes together here. Uh, we're gonna talk about some uh, the follies of TSA. Buckle up. Here we go. Um, and as I call them, uh, the the security appearance. You know, that's what TSA stands for. Because they they make you feel good, don't they, Earl? They got an official shirt on, right? They got a flag on one shoulder. Got a cool looking badge, uh, you, and, you for, and you a ask, leather belt. You ask me if, if they make me feel good. You f- you fail to remember my travel experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Earl's uh, <laughs> Earl's Earl got to travel through uh, like Mossad headquarters, you yeah. know, uh, airports. You know, um, TSA wishes they yeah. were as good as the Israelis. Oh boy, yeah, that's a. That's maybe that's a last segment story. We'll save that for last segment. <laughs> it is a planes, trains, and automobile kind of story. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So perhaps we'll save that for the last segment after uh, for major after major bill segment. Um, so I uh, I traveled over the the uh, the Thanksgiving uh, holiday, um, and it always amazes me that Orlando has a has a great airport for pilots and airplanes. It's really set up well. Uh, they all come from four different uh, four different runways to the four different terminals, uh, and then all the terminals share in the middle the joint area of ticketing, baggage collection, and security screening. Right. The problem with putting security screening all in one location is you have one location where all security screening occurs. Uh, can you say choke point? Yeah. Yeah. And to, to make it worse, and if you've ever been to the Orlando airport, when you're standing there in the checkpoint, I want you to look up and see the balcony from the restaurant above you. So uh, uh, just remember that. Just remember that. We'll, we'll go on. We'll go on from there. Just keep that in the back of your head. Um, so, folks, like I talked to you about, the the, 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 the total number killed in 9-11 uh, stands at about 3,000. We, we know we still get more deaths every year from uh, uh, um, the Twin Tower of uh, uh, lung, lung virus, yeah, yeah. And, and, and cancer from, from inside the building. Asbestos um, and all that. And... Um, uh, but that day it was it was it was around twenty seven hundred, uh, you know, that were killed at uh, at all uh, four locations or excuse me three locations to both towers, tower one, tower two. That's two locations: Pennsylvania Field, White House, or excuse me, not White House, uh, Pentagon. Pentagon. So that's three or four locations depending on how you count them. Um, there were probably at a minimum, Earl, while I was in there, and I and I I, I got a hold of the airport. To ask how many people were there at that time, and they say roughly fifteen to fifteen thousand people at the airport that that day. That day, that day. I'm going to guess that that put a minimum of five thousand in the security area, in the choke point. Okay. Okay. Um, now, Earl, everybody's got to wear a mask, right? So I put a mask on, and social distancing. Evidently, we forgot all about that. Well, they're wearing masks. So well, I don't know why to worry about that. There is no social distancing anymore. It was shoulder to shoulder. Butt to butt, you know that's how people were stacked up in there. Felt like uh, you were back in basic. Game, oh, it was, it was. And you had the backpack on, and you had all of that going on. You had, you had all of that, right? Um, now, I just want to hypothesize, and I'm not going to say how, but imagine if a bad guy was something that went boom, got into the middle of them. Well, how would he do it, Earl? Would he run in screaming, "Oh, Allah Akbar, Aloha Snack Bar," and run right into the middle of them? Maybe. Or he would just, you know, put on his backpack and stand in line. Yeah. And wait until he's in the middle of it. Yeah. Or maybe he wouldn't even wait in line because he's got a date with 72 virgins, right? 
So he's going to get a good meal in. So yeah. he's going to go to the restaurant right above us, sit there with his backpack. Yeah. And wait until he looks down and goes, yeah, it's about five grand. And does what he has to do with the backpack. Yeah, that looks like, okay, it's about as full as it's going to get. Yep, and kablooey, that's it. Um, came back through another airport uh, uh, from Las Vegas. You know, I was doing a little SHOT Show scouting. Um, <laughs> in SHOT Show, much it, like it, Dallas. Advanced recon. Exactly. Huh? Much like Dallas Airport, much like uh, 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 Vegas Airport, uh, and a number of others, they have multiple, multiple TSA screening locations. LaGuardia Airport's one of them, where now LaGuardia Airport is. It, didn't, it wasn't before. Um, you... If you're going to Terminal A, you go to Terminal A's security screen. If you go to Terminal B, you go to B security. You know, in all the different airlines. Right. Orlando, it's it's one. Go to one. Mm. Go to one. Maybe two. If you they they count it as two, but guess what? They both go back to back. Right? Yeah. Um, They're not far from each other. No, no, no. Um, so you got five thousand in each. And coming back through McCarran Airport on the same weekend, the same travel weekend, I had like seven people in front of me. Because. Everything is set. Every every line is set well far apart, uh, and all the and there's there's a, there was I, I think there's six or seven different screening points in there. When you and I came back from uh, where did we go? Houston, Dallas, Dallas. We went to Dallas. Dallas. Remember when we're going going through Dallas? Yeah. Hey, this one's a little busy right now, but if you guys want to go down to the next one, you won't have to wait in line, and you just walk back three terminals or three uh, three uh, runways. Right. Or not runways, uh, uh, jetways. So we did. Yeah, and we just, so we we spent a little time walking. We didn't have to wait in security. Be careful, folks. Just like Earl started off the program saying, you know, with you know going to concerts, it's because of the you want to maintain the tactical advantage. I know you have to travel. If somebody gets sick in a far part of the country, you're not hopping on a bus and you're not driving there. You've got to get on an airplane. All right. Yeah. Remember, planes are not the targets. Buildings are not the targets. People are the targets. Exactly. So be careful there. And this is where it comes even more imperative why I always say keep your head on a swivel. Somet- Every time. Sometimes you don't have the tools you yeah. want to have. Yeah. Every place. Every place possible. Uh, folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo. Not sure if Major Bill's going to be with us. We'll find out here in just a moment. Stick around. Me? started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, and there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from... We got taught! ...to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You... ...org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. 
They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Sergeant Ryan Sharp died December 3rd, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Sharp, 28, of Idaho Falls, Idaho, was assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 34th Armor Regiment, 1st Brigade Combat Team, 1st Infantry Division, Fort Riley, Kansas. He died of his wounds at Lundsdale Regional Medical Center in Lundsdale, Germany, of wounds suffered November 21st at Kandahar Province when insurgents attacked his units with an improvised explosive device. Roughly 200 people gathered at the Idaho Falls Airport to honor the return of the fallen soldier. Army Sergeant Ryan D. Sharp's body was returned to his family in a ceremonial transfer. Family spokeswoman and Sharp's sister-in-law, Karen Sharp, said the family was impressed and overwhelmed by the outpouring of support from the community and the Army. Sharp was serving in Afghanistan when he was injured by an improvised explosive device on November 21st. Doctors put him in a medical coma and transferred him to a hospital in Germany for treatment, but he did not survive his wounds. Army Sergeant Ryan Sharp, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960 and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. 
Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for sponsoring the Fallen Hero segment of the program. We've done that since day one. It's always a pleasure uh, to uh, to to know that you've been here with us since, since since day one as well. So, folks, if you know somebody you'd like to hear on Fallen Hero, please just reach out to us. Uh, it's probably easy to send us a message over there at the at the Facebook at uh, Arms Room Radio. Um, hey, on the line with us, we'd normally have uh, Major Bill. Uh, let's go ahead and let's let me, let me pump, let's pump this music up here real quick. Bill. Right now, we'd be saying, "Hey, please welcome to the program, Major Bill." Hey. Ground control to Major Bill. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Bill. And he'd make us wait because he likes the music. Also, he likes to listen to it, and then we'd come back with our uh, with our story. Yeah, no, nothing but the best music introductions for our our personnel. Top top notch stuff. You can't, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, people, uh, uh, you know, people in uh, in Los Angeles they pay top notch for this kind of production work. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, it's a, it's a Florida story. It's a Florida woe man story that the major has brought to us today. Um, the name, the name of the story is naked woman arrested for barging into home, assaulting residents and police. Um, now I, I, I see the picture here and I'm, eh, I, don't, I don't, you know, maybe she had a rough night. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a gauge on her. Any, any, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What was it? Was it Seinfeld said that there's good naked and bad naked? Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say, I think she's probably not in the good naked category. Probably not. What about, because uh, there's also, he said, uh, good lighting and bad lighting. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a mug shot. Yeah, so, um, that's, that's, it's, it's definitely, definitely not, bad lighting. It's definitely not the best lighting. <laughs> yeah. so. It's bad lighting for her. It's very bright. A uh, Florida woman waltzed into a house. I don't. I don't think she waltzed. I mean, mm. do people know what a waltz is? It's figurative. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, she stripped down naked. So she walked into the house. Then she strips down naked, and she proceeded to sit on people's laps and grab them in a bizarre incident in Citrus County over the weekend. That's called a lap dance. I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's a bizarre incident. There was some sort of bizarre incident going on. Yeah, the husband's doing. I don't know what that. Mon- <laughs> yeah. Don't know what that maneuver was. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Uh, let's see. Uh, Citrus County uh, deputies responded to the home on November twenty-first after they received a report about a woman trespassing. Uh, it was reported in the Cin- Citrus County Chronicle. Uh, the suspect, thirty-five-year-old Heather Cruz was sitting on the front porch fully naked when they arrived, according to her arrest affidavit. Deputy said Cruz had driven to the home in her car and entered the house through a side garage door. She then allegedly took off all of her... What, what's this allegedly? She either took off her clothes or she didn't. Yeah. Was, well, was she naked? Come on. They're, they're, <laughs> the, you, know, you know they always got to do the legal speak. <laughs> so until, until it's proven in a court of law, everything... Is allegedly. It's true. I'm sure a raccoon could have helped her take her clothes off. They ran in. Allegedly, allegedly a rac- raccoon, raccoon helped her helped her take her clothes off for some yeah, magic beans yeah. and uh, and a space probe. Uh, let's see. She then <laughs> allegedly took off all of her clothing and started hugging and grabbing the homeowner. That's called a lap dance. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's right here on Google. I just Googled it and I said, "What's that called?" And it said a lap dance. Uh, deputy said the naked woman. Then proceeded to sit on the laps of the other two residents. Okay, can we stop calling it a bizarre incident and uh, call it what it was? 
And she said, you like it? She originally told one of the victims, oh, victim. They were victims. <laughs> they were victims, Earl. They were victims. You know why oh they were victims? Because their wives were there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why they were victims. Uh, oh, my gosh. When uh, one of the residents tried to force Cruz out of the house, you're like, hey, follow the singles. Follow the singles. You know? Uh when one of the residents tried to force Cruz out of the house, the naked woman allegedly grabbed another victim by the uh, the, you know, the, the, it, the, the 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 man bags. The, uh, the, it is medical terminology. Well, you say it that. I'm not saying it. <laughs> testicles. The, the, I prefer the, the Greek pronunciation, the mighty testicles. <laughs> uh, and made multiple sexual comments, according to court documents. Uh, deputies said Cruz went on the fight after they arrived at the scene and told her to put on a shirt. Now, okay, come on. You know, grab, well, grabbing we... somebody like that, 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 that we fight. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you grab me yeah. like that, we yeah. fight. Yeah. Uh, but then she wanted to fight with the deputies. You know, shouldn't she show some measure of gratitude towards our public servants and what they have to go through today? They didn't want, perhaps, to sit down and get a bizarre incident. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know they could have had one as well. <laughs> they were able to wrestle her into handcuffs. Oh, I bet that was a... Hell of a wrestling match. <laughs> well, you, you've never had to subdue a naked person? I've heard it's very, very hard to subdue a naked person because they don't have any clothes on to grab a hold of. Earl, there's uh, there's two kinds of naked people <laughs> that you have to subdue. One, that you grab the space blanket and chase them down the street at three in the morning as they're all oiled up and greasy on cocaine psychosis. Uh. You know, go, there's that kind. And then there's the the girl who delivers bizarre incidents. Okay, <laughs> have a seat here, honey. Let's put these handcuffs on you. Okay, she probably brought cuffs with her. Yeah, You're yeah, reading this know. story, all right? Uh, let's see. But when she went to get close, let's see. They were able to wrestle her to the ground and get the handcuffs on. But when they went to get close to the rear door of the car, she allegedly kicked an officer in the chest. In the chest. Where was he on the ground? <laughs> That's a pretty good yeah. kick if she's handcuffed and able to get foot up to chest height. Maybe she's flexible. Well, I mean, she didn't have any clothes to restrict her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, additional officers responded to the scene and moved Cruz to another patrol car, but she managed to kick a second officer in the chest as well. She's 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 got to be. Yeah, she, she's 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 she knows she's flexible. done for, so she's yeah. she's not not worried about uh, getting time added to. The sentence she's going to be to, receiving. To the so. sentence. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, let's take a look here. Let's see if let's see if she has any social media presence while we're sitting here. Uh, she was booked into the Citrus County Jail detention facility on three counts of battery on persons 65 years of age or older, uh, exposure of sexual organs, hers, I'm assuming, um, battery, burglary with battery, two counts of battery on a law enforcement officer. Uh, and a single count of resisting an officer with violence. Man, they stacked the bond all over her. $48,000. She goes into a house and gives a couple of lap dances and gets $48,000. You can go to California or New York, kill a dude, and get no bail and be out the same day. Yeah, exactly. So where's the justice in that? Uh, how did you spell her last name? Let's see. It's, it's. She's not going to be on here. There's no way. There's no, she's got to have shut down her stuff, right? Right now? You'd think never know uh well you know what no there she is yeah no all right um yeah that, oh, okay they want to call it a bizarre incident they can call it a bizarre incident i would have probably 
just you know all right i'm not gonna say what i've done uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh folks you're listening to uh, arms room radio uh please 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 uh, all the law enforcement friends out there uh wear your vest to check your six uh, uh always wear your seatbelt uh and uh and and go home at the, your shift at the end of your night uh the guys will be right back we with me earl and i we'll be right back we the guys we the guys, we're the guys. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. Last segment, last segment of the program. Earl, I've already gotten a couple of messages asking me to spell the woman's name from the last segment, or spell yeah. her last name, to spell her last name. Uh-huh. I'm just going to let you guys uh-huh. Google it up. Yeah. Let you guys t- take a look. We had to Google it. You can Google it too. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, Earl, we uh, we teased the folks. It is a travel holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you, tr- I'm trying to put block that out. You, you got about nine <sighs> minutes to relive your bizarre incident. Oh, <laughs> okay. Let me let me see if I can lead you into it. Yeah. It was. Um, uh, I was. I had already had some travel going out west, uh, and this was shortly after the Sandy Hook. Uh, shooting up in uh, Newtown, Connecticut. Yes. Uh, so finding the opportunity to find p- people that were manufacturing firearms parts 
uh, and we'd been in the business for a while. Uh, we'd had good connections, but they were starting to run thin and dry. Oh, yeah. Um, within three or four days' notice, we got a, hey, my brother-in-law in Israel is doing this and an opening up, and it's only going to be to a select couple. Do you want to be in on it? Uh, I can't go, but hey, Earl, uh, you want to go to Israel? Okay. <laughs> no, Boom. I, I, <laughs> I, I remember you standing there on the phone looking at me. You know, I can hear the your side of the conversation, and you hang up, and then you look. You know, I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. He's like, "Do you have your passport?" No. Why? I need you to go to Israel. <laughs> what? Yep. All right. So that was day. Well, that was the first part of the adventure. Is you had to travel three hours to go sit in Miami at six a.m. and I've been in that parking garage waiting yes. area to yes. get your passport. Yeah. yeah. And we had to buy the tickets first. Yeah, because yeah. I had I had yeah. to show. Yeah. I guess you know just cause right. of why I needed same day expedited uh, passport uh, services. The people that we were sending you with, um, good friends of ours from Jacksonville in the gun business. He since passed, um, but. Um, he told me where he was going on the flights, and so I tried to book the same kind of flight, and uh, uh, but it, it wasn't because they were going out of Jacks and they went through someplace different. So you ended up taking this whole journey by yourself and never linking up with them until you got to Israel, right? But that was not what we anticipated ahead of time. No, when your adventure began, yeah, because he he said you know we we told him that we weren't going to be able to mirror his flight plans, and he said, well, just give me your your you know what time you'll be there. And I'll get you, uh, make sure you're picked up. And I gave him a copy of my itinerary. And he'd, he'd looked at it, but he didn't really look at it. Right, right. He didn't notice, because I went from Orlando to... So you went to Zurich, didn't you? No, I, well, before, yes, I Zurich, but I think it was Orlando to Chicago. That's right, that's right. Chicago yeah, did. Yeah. to Zurich, yeah. Zurich to Tel Aviv. Yeah. And, I see, it was... One airline from Orlando to Chicago, Chicago to, to Zurich was another airline, and then Zurich to uh, Tel Aviv was El Al, yeah. Israeli Airlines. Right, right. Arguably the most secure oh, airlines yeah. in the world. Yeah, no doubt. And again, getting back to his visitation of, of, uh, to us at the shop, uh, you know, very, you know, We'd been business with him for a while, so we didn't need to know details. When he just, you know, he gave, he laid the gist out. Yeah. I'm like, all right, okay, you know, you know, be there, uh, do you know the final deal and all that, and you know, basically they they needed a representative from every company involved. And right. fortunately for me, you you had prior arrangements, so you couldn't go. Right. So I went, and looking back on it now, it's like, wait a minute, I made a, I planned a trip to go halfway around the world yep. with the, the the assurance of, let me know when you land. I'll make sure you get picked up. Let me know when you land. I'll make sure you get picked up. Uh, going to Israel, um, I got my passport three days before I took off. Somebody else bought my ticket for me. <laughs> uh, and, and we're all like, nobody, we're just like, let's get there. Let's make it happen. Yeah, we we yeah. were just doing our best to, 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 to make it happen, not realizing all the flags were throwing up. Oh, yeah. well, uh, yet. Yeah. So, Orlando, Chicago, uneventful. Chicago to Zurich, uneventful. Uh, landed in Zurich. A beautiful airport. Yeah. Glass walls all over the place. You can see the beautiful countryside. I'm I'm doing the whole tourist thing. Yep. Took a camera with me, and I'm just snapping away as as I 
throughout my trip in Israel, I started referring. I'm machine gunning my camera. Yeah, like I'm using yeah. the you know as fast as it'll cycle. I'm I don't know how many thousands of photos I took. Right, but I'm walking through. I ended up have to go from one end of the airport to the other, and I found found my connecting flight to a Tel Aviv. You know, found the gate number. Ended right. up yeah, literally the other end of the airport. Always, always go to check in, and the stereotypical. What's your reasoning uh, to visit Israel? Business or pleasure? Business. Okay. <laughs> uh, what kind of business? Well, I'm looking to source some machine parts for my company. <laughs> what kind of machine parts? <laughs> in the back of my head, I, I, you know, I've been in the firearm business for a few years, and I know I, I try to size somebody up yeah, right, to right. see their reaction. Or, or, you know, are they going to react when I say mm-hmm. I'm in the firearms business mm-hmm. before I, I get that out? Mm-hmm. And so I admit I was a little evasive. But then once he pressed me, no, I'm not going to be any more evasive. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, okay. Yeah, this is not some security guard. You, yeah. You figure that out pretty quick. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So as soon as he said, you know, what kind of business? Well, I'm in firearms manufacturing looking to. Get some get some parts made, okay. And again, he just nodded his head, didn't didn't flinch when I said you know firearms and all that. Any explosives? No, no explosives. No, no. We we do use ammuni- live ammunition for test firing, but nothing explosive. Okay. Where are you going? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be picked up at the airport. Okay, nodding his head. Where are you staying? Uh, With the guy picking me up at the airport? I'm, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to be picked up at the airport. Okay. Why is your passport three days old? <laughs> this was a last-minute company trip. Okay. <laughs> then he looks at me, kind of cocks his head a little. You do realize all the red flags you're sending up right now, don't you? <laughs> I kind of nodded my head. And he was like, yes, sir. Uh-huh. You are making me fully aware of this right now. He's like, have a seat over here. Uh, we'll, we'll be with you in a, in a few moments. Like, oh, this is getting serious. I put my camera away in my camera bag, and I'm sitting there. And a few minutes later, he comes walking over with me. He's like, follow these gentlemen. They'll, they'll, they'll take care of you. So two guys and the stereotypical black, Yep. Black blazer and tie, you know, suit. Walk me across the the, the gangway for, for the, I'm up in the passenger area. We get on the freight elevator. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we go down into the bowels of the airport. <laughs> go out on the No tarmac. more nice glass windows oh, here. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want nothing, you know, seeing what's going on. Yep, yep. Take me down under the uh, tarmac. We walk outside for, you know, 10 yards and go back into another room. Inside of that room, I immediately realize all the luggage is being re-X-rayed. Yeah. And then I noticed there's a makeshift plywood room right. inside that room. Yep. They seat me in that room and empty my pockets. And fortunately for me, they put on the loose-fitting rubber gloves. There you go. Because <laughs> they did have me pop my belt. And yep, they felt yep, behind yep. my belt, make sure not, I wasn't hiding anything. They took, they took my shoes, swabbed them, looking for explosives. And I'm sitting there looking at an American TV show dubbed in some other language right. I can't speak. Right. And I'm thinking, 
This is going to make for a great story, <laughs> which I hopefully I'm I'm portraying or yeah, uh, relaying I, now. I live through. Yeah. <laughs> and the worst that's going to happen is some expensive phone calls are going to have to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Because all I had was contact information back in Jacksonville. Yeah. So I'm going to have to, from Switzerland, I'm going to yep. have to call Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to have to call Israel. Right. Israel's going to have to call Switzerland. But then they bring me back out, going through uh, all my luggage. Yep. I went from one carry-on bag and one checked bag to five pieces of checked luggage. I walked onto <laughs> the plane with the clothes on my back, and two of the security officers <laughs> that, that, I went, uh, that dealt with me got on the plane with me. I, this is... Let's, the, the the shorter part of this, because we got to get out, get out of here, folks, is uh, the Israeli guy that he was going to meet had an American name and an Israeli name, and we didn't know his Israeli name. No. So if Earl had known the Israeli name, if I had known the Israeli name, this all would have ended. Probably. We, we get there, they get off the plane, and, and, and Lee is his name, comes walking over to Earl and goes, hey, and, and the Mossad guys go, oh, you know Lee? All right, let's have a good trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically, basically it. Uh, folks, listen, thanks for joining us. Uh, please, please uh, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. The kel Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. kel -Tec. See more at keltechweapons.com.